Solacine. I boarded a train that skims the sea, and out its window what I saw was this. All the stillness of today in motion. Turbines in the ocean turning air as crisp as daylight. I saw daylight cherished by the creatures. Eagles, gulls, golden butterflies, and others I knew not. And flowers bright as screens, but wilder. Mazarine nights and stars I could see. Birdsong echoed by machine. Bluest blue and greenest green. Natural dye. D-Y-E. D-I-Y type of dye. Humans in the world with humble color. Humans treading moss and stone with grace, with care, as if they tread upon the faces of their mother. Other sights escape the mind of my medieval modem, but I cannot forget the gleam. And bear in mind, this was not a dream, nor some invented past. It's an ancient future, fated sure as forests cast their eyes towards the sun. I boarded a train that skims the sea, and then returns on tracks undone. I'll become what I have seen. Hey everyone, welcome to Solar Scene. Welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you. This is a podcast all about creating and imagining a perfect future. Yes, and the poem that we opened up with was Aaron's, and I think it is an almost perfect encapsulation of what this podcast is about. Thank you. I composed it this morning in the closet of good ideas. <laughs> Lock, locked myself in our little closet in which we keep all our magic. <laughs> yes, we have a basically a garbage closet. Thank you. And Aaron went in there, and I didn't know when he was coming and out. And you just composed some trash. <laughs> no, you came, you came out of the closet with this poem, and I said, that really is the closet of good ideas. Today, we are introducing our podcast and the whole concept of what Solocene is. The Solocene is like a vision. Mm -hmm. But before you roll your eyes, it's not really our vision mm -hmm. it's not some this isn't a case of we have this really cool vision of what the world could be mm -hmm. and we're going to tell everyone about it yes do you want to say what solar scene really is you've called it an art project a set of tools a project a expedition to uncover what yeah. the ideal future can be is how i would phrase it so the podcast itself will be dives into different topics and looking at them from a lot of different angles and new perspectives, really trying our best to think outside the box. We are both recent graduates and we had the experience of frequently only being presented very inside the box ideas. And that's all you can really expect from a university. Like they have to teach you things that are concrete. They can't teach you sci-fi, basically things sure, that aren't sure. practical, but it threatened our creativity i think i would say so that yeah we want to safeguard our creativity and rope other people in on that journey yeah i, I mean <laughs> I mean, we're also both environmentalists we should yes. mention that this is kind of kind of but not really an, an environmental podcast mm -hmm. it's um i think it would be more fair to call it a sustainability podcast yes you have kind of a cool definition of sustainability which i think we can touch on later which isn't just ecological mm-hmm I would probably be a bit more critical about the institutions of education than you just that you just mentioned, but maybe you were just trying to put your best foot forward rather than <laughs> <laughs> rather than showing the hater that we'll you really are. We'll show our true colors in a few weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned the deep dives. We're kind of structuring the podcast in seasons or semesters. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say seasons because we never take any time off. No. So <laughs> I think they're probably going to be about two to three months long. Mm -hmm. And 
each semester or so we'll discuss a different topic mm -hmm. and this first topic is all about degrowth yeah we won't really go deep into it. on this episode this is just the introduction but we do have another episode out now where we start that series mm -hmm. in all its kind of academic glory yes academic but not exactly academic and the structure of those episodes is they start with a question or two mm -hmm. or three or four and they end with a different set of questions which we have hopefully formed after discussing the first set of questions. Yeah, and then the next week we'll do a bunch of research. You can research along with us and come up with answers to the questions and then the next week we'll discuss them and so on and so on. And I think it's a good way to remain engaged with the topics because yep. if we just said... We're going to talk about degrowth one week. We'll talk about politics the next week about economics. Like There's a spontaneity to it also. Yeah. And not just for the audience, hopefully, but also for us. Yes. Because we won't have the questions planned out. We'll just, yeah. we'll just see what comes up. Mm -hmm. In addition to this podcast, we also have a zine, mm -hmm. a small magazine, and we have an episode detailing all about that. Yes. And we have a TikTok. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about the TikTok a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... If anyone's listening and has any idea who Aaron and I are, we don't love TikTok. However, we have come to appreciate its staying power, its influence, and our intention with having a TikTok is to become a part of the sustainability circles and then introduce new ways of thinking about sustainability. Because we both find when you go on TikTok or Instagram or any real media source, Discussions around sustainability and the climate crisis and the social, like, mental health crisis are highly negative. Yeah. They're not really optimistic, inspirational, the way that they could be. I wouldn't even just say negative, but somewhat shallow. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a limitation to the form mm -hmm. in that a TikTok video can only be so long. An Instagram yeah. image is usually just a picture. A tweet mm -hmm. can only be so many characters. And that's part of the reason why we have these long-form discussions. I think mm -hmm. that's great. But also, there's... TikTok isn't all bad. I mean, no. there's, there's a lot of well-meaning and good content on there. Mm -hmm. Our aim, it might sound a little bit pretentious, is to try and bring a touch of cinema to it. Yeah. Try and make it look a little bit nice. We're both big movie fans. Mm -hmm. But as I said, we also recognize the, the strengths and the limitations of the platform. So mm -hmm. we'll do our best there. Back to the podcast. You mentioned my name yes. just a few moments ago, but I realized we didn't actually say <laughs> our names to start this. So we're going to introduce ourselves for the next few minutes except with a little catch we're not going to introduce ourselves i'm going to introduce the other host yes and she's going to introduce me so you can start because i don't you want can to start okay so i'm nervous you're a really complex character to sum up so meet your co-host aaron the most outside the box unconventional thinker i know oh my <laughs> he loves to ask the why questions <laughs> Aaron is a recent environmental science grad who came close to switching his major to political science, international development, film, and probably physics at one point. I say all this to emphasize his very areas of interest and knowledge. <laughs> In addition to academics, Aaron is an avid chess player oh and my. soccer, or as he calls it, football fan. He also loves movies and always has a way of relating subjects to film and art. He is also the best writer I know. Poems, essays, stories, he does it all with a unique and engaging voice. Aaron <laughs> cares deeply about people and the intrinsic aesthetic value of nature. I would call him an esthetician. Above all else, I don't know if that's a word. I think it is. I and think you mean an aesthete. 
Astit? Yes. It's like a setic, but without the IC. Okay. So he's one of those. And that's why I'm very happy to be co-hosting a podcast with him, because I feel like we balance each other pretty well. Oh, uh, wow. So that's all about Aaron. Hope that gives you guys an image of who this guy is sitting across the table from me. It's quite the introduction. I feel a little bit like a C- minus student, because I really didn't bring quite a robust introduction for you. Quite the flair. Quite the flair. <laughs> so, your other co-host's name is Alicia, and I'm calling her the empathy part of the show. <laughs> She's kind of really nice. She's really kind. She has a big heart and she cares a lot about the people who are and who will be hard done by by all the issues of the world. Environmental, (laughs) economic, technological, Mm -hmm. the list goes on. She is a people person and a very (laughs) good communicator, which I think can hopefully balance out my somewhat Spock-like speech patterns. (laughs) Um, she's also a little bit more up to date on current events and trends than I am. So that's good to kind of keep the podcast hip. Keep it hip. <laughs> she's always curious and supportive to hear what other people are doing to make change. Kind of Alicia's big thing about the podcast is that she wants to grow a community. And if you speak to us on TikTok or through email, you're probably going to be speaking to her because she's the friendly one. <laughs> She has a religious background, and Mm -hmm. she brings that sense of significance and weight to everything she does. I would call her, if people know the word cottagecore, she's very cottagecore. Okay, She likes cottages and toads and baking. I do bake a lot, yes. But I wanted to ask you a question, Alicia. Okay. Why do you want to podcast? Why do you think you'll be good at this? Why are you (laughs) accosting these poor people's ears? Yes, that's a good question, considering that we do, in fact, have a podcast. I like talking, but I'm also very quiet in person. I don't usually have the confidence to have my voice heard, because I always just prefer hearing what other people have to say. But with the podcast, I'm able to prepare and practice having confidence in my ideas. There's three main points of why I want to podcast and have a podcast. The first and foundation for the whole thing, after coming out of university and being in university, I was like, okay, there's a lot of information and ideas surrounding sustainability, but they're not entirely accessible because they often use really big language and they're super complex subjects. So normally, as we kind of said with the TikTok, it's like you can listen to a TikTok about sustainability, but you're not getting the full picture. But with a podcast, it makes the information accessible because it's long form. It's like can actually engage people's imaginations with the subjects. I also wanted to make the information fun because normally thoughts and media about sustainability are a little bit dreary as they have to be. Like it's a weighty topic. It has to be serious. It can't be all fun and games and talking about funny examples or whatever. But I think there's room for that, and that's what I want to bring into the podcast a little bit. It also makes me learn. We both graduated, and it's like I have a fear that I would have just stopped learning, would have capped my knowledge there. But having a podcast forces me to (laughs) read every week and research and ask questions and be inquisitive, all those good things that we spent like 20 years of our lives learning how to do. And I want to encourage others to do the same. 
And finally, I wanted to, as you said in my introduction, build a community. When you are a long-term listener of a podcast, I always find you have like inside jokes with the co-hosts. Yeah, I don't know if that's good for you, <laughs> but uh, it definitely has happened. It definitely does happen. The word is parasocial. Yeah, but I think our intention is not to become like Heidi and Mighty. It's like... Mine is. Okay, fair enough. My intention is to build a community and it's like, if you want to email us, we'll email you back. If you want to send us a letter... I would love that. Like, it's just, I want friends. I want people to talk (laughs) about these things with besides Aaron. Not that you're boring to talk to, but I do like some additional inputs and voices because, again, you can only, like, even doing your own research on topics, you do still have biases and stuff. So it's good to have a community and hear other people's opinions. And that's kind of what I want to do. And I want to attract and introduce people to new ideas and, yeah, attract people with new ideas. So that's why I want to have a podcast. Very well said. What about you? Why do you want to be here? So I'm going to steal one of your points, which is that it helps me learn. Yeah. But I'm going to kind of rephrase it and say that I think we're kind of creating the university course that we wish we had. That's really well put, yeah. You mentioned that I was graduate of environmental science. You took sustainability, mm-hmm. which is a more well-rounded but uh, program, but I think you took similar faults with it. So this is free reign. We can just research whatever we want. Of course, we will have questions about degrowth, but maybe I want to spend the week researching puppetry and degrowth. Mm-hmm. I will do that. And I feel like I have a, a decent variety of interests, as you alluded mm-hmm. to earlier, which I think makes me kind of well-suited to doing research in different fields mm-hmm. and colliding all these different ideas on air in hopefully interesting conversations. Yeah, what you always inspire me to do and have since I met you is if you have an interest, but also like a cause, you can always collide them no matter what it is. I always thought, well, I'm interested in movies, I'm interested in fashion, but I really want to help people, so I can't do that. I can't do those passions. But you say, yes, you can. And that's what we're going to be doing on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Um <laughs> So I think this will prompt me to do research because as you, as you said, once you finish school, it can be so easy just to say, I know enough. Mm-hmm. You know, that's enough. I, I, I won't learn another new word for 15 years, yep. which I kind of felt myself falling into a little bit, even before mm-hmm. I graduated, which is a little bit sad, but even for a couple of years before we graduated, I was thinking, oh, so this is it, huh? Yeah. This is like me finished. So I'm going to try and break that vicious cycle. When I start listening to a new podcast, I always wonder... Why should I listen to this person? Yeah. So I'm going to try and make the case. I heard a quote a few weeks ago about podcasting. It says, if you want to be a host, you should either be an expert on the subject or you should have expert levels of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have expert levels of curiosity. Yes, I, I always. Say. You said I'm a, I'm a, what did you say? I'm a why question person. You always ask the why questions. Yeah, even sometimes it's irritating because it's like stuff that I think is assumed but you said the other day, you're like, you're not asking it because you don't know why, but it's like you want to know why from the person's perspective or why even more. So Thank it's you. great. You ask that's, good um, questions. That's a common gripe that people have about toddlers. They just keep <laughs> asking why. And, you know, thank you for comparing me with that. Another reason I want to have a podcast is because we have some opinions on social media and media in general and other ways in which people interact with the world today, ourselves included. Mm-hmm about how these things can be really harmful for us psychologically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the short attention span is something that people 
it's almost a cliche now, mm-hmm. but our attention span is very, very short. Yes. And I think, I feel like a podcast being so long form and only one sense is involved, mm-hmm. just listening, it can kind of remediate some of those effects of mm-hmm. social media on our attention span. And I also feel like the ideas and the opinions that we have are really well suited to a long form discussion and that they can contribute good things to the discourse, as you mentioned. And also not just our ideas and opinions, but the questions that we ask. I feel like that's kind of the most important thing, Mm -hmm. not just for environmental issues, but other social ones as well. If you're asking the right questions and you're like 60% of the way there. Yeah. So I think like you can kind of feel when you're on the right path. Oh, this question could lead to somewhere. So I feel like Mm -hmm. I hope I hope that we um, we ask some good questions. And the third reason that I want to start this podcast is to inspire. And that sounds kind of pretentious, I think, or like... um, self-congratulating or something but Mm -hmm. I'm talking about I want to inspire myself because it can be so easy to be a cynic Mm -hmm. I feel in this world and this podcast the idea of the solar scene is something that gets me out of bed yes it's not just presenting a fully formed vision it's Mm -hmm. it's mostly about empowering people to kind of envision their own solar scene I would say yeah certainly and just in general re-establish a sense of levity and agency and adventure which I feel like is completely missing from our current narrative yeah I agree I find that we're scared to imagine a perfect world because we know that there'll be faults because every utopia has kind of failed and we've all read books growing up of dystopias so it's like why would I even try like all of a sudden up hurting people or whatever but it's like if we're imagining the first the future in a way that is bright and green then you're basically manifesting it. You're like, you have an idea of what you're striving for. When you're making a decision between two options, you can say which one's more solacing, which one's more in line with my future life or the future of the species and make the decision that way. Yeah, I think that about manifesting it, it's it's essentially like a large-scale collective form of the law of attraction. Yes. If everyone's thinking about, not the exact same thing, but mm-hmm. in, if everyone's thinking in roughly the same direction, then mm-hmm. that's the direction that will naturally pull, which is which is really fun. Also, I like that you mentioned we are the generation of the dystopia. Mm-hmm. We're the Hunger Games generation. We're the Divergent generation. I don't know what else there is. The Giver is the, one that I read. The Giver, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that we have come out of that much more positive. <laughs> but I was asking myself this question, why is it important to imagine a perfect world that we know is unattainable? Mm-hmm. Like a really perfect world where there's no flaws. Yeah. And the answer that I came up with was kind of, Another question, why would we ever want to aim at a flawed version of society? Like, why wouldn't you want a perfect mm-hmm. version that we're pulling at? It's kind of like a mood board, like an auditory version of a mood board or a poster on the wall. Mm-hmm. I read in, I think it's the Degrowth Dictionary book, it said we are, wait, no, I was about to quote you. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> you are prolific, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you said it. You said... We're so accustomed to compromise that we're attracted to flaws. Is that what yeah, you that, said? Yeah, that's a quote from the zine. Yeah. We should mention the zine. Um, <laughs> just shameless plug, www.solacene.org. Yes. You can buy our zine there. Yes, and read some of Aaron's incredible writing, which I'm quoting now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're like so used to compromise. And compromise is crucial. We yeah, can't of course. just all have of exactly what we want. But we're accustomed to it in a negative way, I would say. And 
another thought I had about imagining utopia is we get afraid to do it because it's like, you know, there'll be those climate deniers or what have you. And people are like, why are you imagining this green future? But it's like, I had the thought that even without the climate crisis, the path we're on is just unsustainable. Like, yes, if there was no climate crisis, there's a mental health crisis, there's hunger, there's inequality. inequality and that, that yeah. can all be phrased as sustainability, right? Which is yes. what you were saying to me earlier. Sustainability is not or doesn't have to be just synonymous with environmentalism. Yeah, it can be kind of an underlying ethic, which mm -hmm. should be taught in all these other areas of life, which would just improve them all. Yes, if we taught about business and economics and how we structure markets mm -hmm. in a manner which prioritize sustainability, we'd be in a much different state than we are now. Yeah, because it is optimistic. It's inherently, this is going to sustain, this is going to endure long beyond when I exist. But the way we are now, it's very short-minded and short-term-minded, I'd say. With even, say, economics for an example, it's like, okay, we want to endlessly accumulate, but we know it's going to end. But <laughs> it's okay because it'll probably be after I die sort yes, of thing. Yes. It's like we want sustainability. We want a utopia that is just like kind of, we want enduring systems of equity and equality is how I would phrase it. That's a good, that's a good phrase. Thanks. Maybe I'm rubbing off on you. Maybe. <laughs> I wanted to mention also, you said it about historical utopias generally being bad. I mean, I don't want to accidentally become like a charismatic cult leader. Mm. I don't know if I'm in much danger of that, but we're, we're just acknowledging that we're not presenting ours as some kind of like overtly practical vision. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, a platform or anything. It's just a discussion. Yeah, it's, a, it's about solving real world problems, but it's at least like 28% fantasy. Mm -hmm. I think like um, the drawing that we did, which is on the podcast cover of The City, you themed it after the one from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like it's, that's where it's the Emerald City. The Emerald City. That's kind of why I say this is as much an art project as it is, or more more of an art project than it is a political one, because with, I would say, few exceptions, we'll mostly spend our time painting a picture of mm -hmm. of point B rather than discussing how we get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So it won't always be pragmatic, and that. But that's kind of the job of the artist, which is to show. Yeah. I think it's important that we're starting with degrowth as a topic when introducing the Solocene because the essence of degrowth is localized solutions. Okay. So like we only have our personal experience living in a certain climate and a certain culture. So a lot of our ideas will be relevant to our experiences. Yeah, we're in Montreal. Yeah. You will hopefully have other ideas. Hopefully you're not saying, oh, I want to put a bike lane in on this street the way that we might. Like, yeah, We're not going to get that course. specific, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's just intended as a, yeah, an inspiration. I remember watching a movie called Kiki's Delivery Service for the yeah. first time when I was, I think, 17. Mm -hmm. And that was an awakening. There's mm -hmm. pretty much no other word for it. That was, me, like, my eyes were opened after that. Wow, that's, there are other worlds that we could be living in. Mm -hmm. And this sounds kind of uh, sheltered. I haven't traveled very much. Mm -hmm. So, like, there are other worlds inside this world. But instead of being kind of uh, geographically exclusionary, mm -hmm. scene, like Holocene or Anthropocene, this is what comes next. We thought it'd be good if we talked about the ideal time, basically. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the future. And shout out to the Studio Ghibli fans because that was kind of the inspiration for my poem as well. Mm -hmm. In Spirited Away, there's a train that skims the water. <laughs>
to wrap up the episode, I wanted to talk about our catchphrase, I suppose is what you would call it. Sure. Our three pillars of beautiful, sustainable, tactile. Those are our three guiding lights. <laughs> if we had a manifestation board or a vision board, those would like be the three themes, I would say. And we chose those three words because, as I said, sustainability is more than just environmental. Like if we focused only on social sustainability the green stuff would follow and vice versa. Like mm -hmm. it's it's all interconnected and we need to create systems thinkers to have sustainable thinkers. Tactile is because we both are like mildly irritated with the void that is the digital world. Yeah, I would say more than mildly. It, um, it swallows me, it threatens to swallow me. That's what me. keeps you up at night and solo scenes what gets you up in the morning. Exactly, I don't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> so sustainable and tactile and then beautiful is just like, you can imagine a sustainable future that is just like really gray and like really kind of gross. Yes. But we want it to be beautiful. We want it to make you feel good, focus on well-being. So I feel like beautiful and well-being are really interconnected there. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. You're not going to be happy. Yeah. So beautiful, sustainable, tactile, solo scene. That's what we are. To bring us out, where can people find us if they want to learn more about the solo scene? So you can either follow us on TikTok Mm -hmm. at Scene, where we make, as I mentioned, kind of mini movies, mm -hmm. but also more TikTok-y content. You can check out our zine. It's at www.solacene.org. Or you can email us, mm -hmm. which sounds like so old-fashioned compared to the TikTok and everything. But <laughs> hey, you can do that. And it's Aaron at Solacene.org or Alicia at Solacene.org. Everything will be in the description. Thanks for listening. <laughs>